if you ever get to visit St. Augustine Seminary in Toronto, you'll see that the front door is very narrow, hearkening to the words of Jesus in today's gospel, strive to enter through the narrow door. Yet, he says, depending on which translation you're looking at, for some it will not be possible, others they will not be strong enough, still others may not succeed. What's up with that? What's so hard about entering through a narrow door? Well, depends whether the door is a what or a who. Hey, welcome friends to Sipping on the Sabbath. I hope you, as the British ask, summered well. I summered very well. I enjoyed the little break that I took. I hope you were able to get some downtime uh, yourself. And I'm excited today to kickstart a new season here of Sipping on the Sabbath plus a few other little projects I have on the go. Uh, you will be kept up to speed and all that in due time. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity just to keep surrendering ourselves to the Lord Jesus. Just give him permission to do whatever he needs to do in your life and in mine. I see that you're looking at something. What is it you're looking at? You're looking at, uh, oh yes, my moustache that I have acquired over the summer months. I'm channeling my inner magnum PI, sipping on the Sabbath. We're going 80s style. But I'll tell you what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the red subscribe button that's below this video that you're watching. Like, why is it still red? You need to move your cursor over there. Click on that. Oh, it's gray now. Hey, welcome, a new subscriber. Okay, let's get down to business here. But first things first, coffee. So think of all the doors that we go through in the course of a day. Door to the bedroom, door to the bathroom, door to the kitchen, door to the garage, door to work, door to the gym, door to the grocery store, door to the coffee shop, door to pretty soon cover the ears of your children, school, all these doors that we go through. And I dare say that 99.999% of the doors that we go through, we're quite able to go through. So Jesus is talking about this narrow door, but yet even if we come across the door that is not super wide, I guess we could probably put our arms uh, to the side, we could uh, turn sideways, we can <gasps> suck in our gut, <laughs> we can get ourselves through this door. But Jesus is talking about a door that for many, he says, they will not be able to. They won't be strong enough. They won't uh, succeed. Why is that? Because it's not a matter of what we do ourselves, but instead, allowing ourselves to experience and to come to know on a personal level what Jesus has already done for us. The gospel says that Jesus was going about, passing through, and I love that reference, the use of that verb to pass through. Jesus is not just going for a stroll. He is intentionally going from town and village one after the other, the gospel says, teaching as he's on his way to Jerusalem. And Jesus would have entered the doors, he would have entered the gates of each of these towns, each of these villages, as he is on his way to the cross. And it's on the cross that Jesus died 
for you and for me, and he rose from the dead for you and for me, so that the door, uh, the gate of eternal life, would be open for us. If I don't understand this, if I don't accept this fundamentally, then I fall into this notion that somehow, you know, I can do it on my own, that I can overcome myself, that I can save myself, that I have all the power and I become a self-reliant. And the result is that I become one of the many who are not able, who will not be able to succeed, who will not be strong enough to enter through the door. I can't get through the door. God gives me the grace to get through the door, and so I allow his grace to become operative in my life. The door that Jesus is talking about is not an it. It's not a what. It's not an actual physical, structural door that we have, so many of them uh, in our homes and places of work, etc., what Jesus is talking about, or who Jesus, rather, is talking about, it's not a what, it's a who, is himself. Jesus identifies himself with the gate, or the door. It's John's Gospel. He says, I am the gate. All who come in through me will be saved. And so to enter into the kingdom of God is to enter through Jesus, who is the door himself. More coffee. Get yourself a coffee, by the way, or to show you that I am truly open-minded, a tea that you may be able to enjoy as we're just breaking open this uh, scripture uh, here. The Lord goes on to say that people are going to be coming from the east and the west and the north and the south, and they will indeed eat in the kingdom. So it is possible. It's possible to enter through the door when, again, we accept that Jesus is the door. And the first reading we have today from the prophet Isaiah, he talks about, he has this prophecy about, again, people coming, responding to the call. All these nations, all these different tongues are coming together with their horses, their chariots, their litters, their mules, dromedaries, I think dromedaries, like a camel or something, or some camel guy. Anyway, they're all going to show up, and they're all going to enter into uh, the kingdom of God. Now, these things, these animals, they're all bigger than I am. So how is it possible? How is it possible for these guys to enter through the narrow door? What attitude, what disposition do they have? that I can, by God's grace, adopt in my own life so I can enter through the narrow door, enter through the narrow gate. I can enter through uh, Jesus. What and how can I cooperate with the Lord so that the door is widened? Well, going back to what I said at the beginning, the door is not a what, uh, the door is a who, the door is not an it, the door is a he, it is Jesus. So, taking that word, who, W-H-O, we can form a three-pronged, some things never change, <laughs> I may grow a mustache, but some things never change, three key things that we can do so that the door is widened, that God's grace 
is permeating our life. God's grace becomes not just passive, but active. The Lord is no longer a spectator. The Lord is an active participant in our life. Who? W-H-O. Willingness, honesty, and an offering. First, there is willingness. In the 12-step recovery program, it says that willingness is the key, not willfulness. It's not a question of what I do. I can't. God can. So I let him. Willingness is the key. It opens the door to a new life. It opens the door to a new life of freedom. It opens the door allowing us to leave behind that which is not of the Lord and cross over the threshold into this new place. A new horizon is opened before us. So I pray, first of all, for the grace to be willing. Lord, what would you have me do? Lord, where would you have me go? Lord, how would you have me serve this person or this situation today? That which is right in, in front of me. And sometimes it is a matter of one day at a time. Sometimes it's one hour at a time. The second part of this is that we get honest. Have I been trying to run the show? In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it talks about the stage director, the person who's trying to control everything, make everything happen, micromanage every single detail, not only of their own life, but everybody else's life. If you would just stand over here, if you would stand up there, if you would sing when I point to you, if you would stop talking when I point to you, if you would just do this and you would just do this, everything would be great. No, it won't. You're going to drive yourself nuts. And more importantly, you're going to drive other people nuts. And you're going to drive them to sin, the sin probably of murder, murdering you <laughs> or murdering me by just becoming so... Oh, just so nitpicky, controlling. Like, what's up with that? It's fear. It's all based on fear. Anyway, I get it honest. I don't want to run the show anymore. God's in charge. And I allow him, by the grace of his Holy Spirit, to reveal to me any parts of my life, any people, places, things, behaviors, attitudes, which are not of him, things that I'm holding on to, right? So the door is, is narrow, and I got all this stuff, right, that I'm carrying around with me, the wouldas, the couldas, the shouldas, and he did this, and she did that, and oh, the Lord says, just surrender all that over to me. Get honest. I know it's there anyway. I'm just waiting for you, he says to us. Just to surrender all that, give it over to me. The Lord wants us to be free, but does require us to be honest and make that decision. Lord Jesus, I want to stand in your light. Everything becomes clear. I want to see me as I am in your eyes, as your beloved daughter, your beloved son. And Lord, I just honestly surrender all this over to you. And see, this is the way, again, the door gets a little bit wider. So I'm much more able, by God's grace, not on my own, by God's grace to enter in. And finally, there is the making of herself an offering. The author to the letter to the Hebrews, the second reading we have today, talks about discipline, talks about 
trials. And we know from our own experience, when we're in the midst of them, it's not easy. It's something I wouldn't go looking for, something I wouldn't buy, something I wouldn't vote for. But yet, Lord, in your mercy, in your goodness, somehow this is all helping me. And so I accept that. He wants, by his grace, to purify us so that we can make of ourselves an even more complete offering, a complete surrender of ourselves to his grace. So, the Lord is on the move. I've said this before and I'll say it again. He is on the move. The Lord is calling his people back to himself. And if you have just today discovered this online ministry, you are most welcome. And you are evidence to me and to the rest of us who are part of this Sipping on the Sabbath family of people who are literally all over the world. We're, we're happy to have you here. Very, very blessed to, to have you here. The Lord is on the move and he is still, as he was in today's gospel, he's still going from town to town, village to village, teaching on his way to making of himself this, this offering that he has already done by his surrender to the will of his father, dying on the cross, rising from the dead, opening for you and for me the gates of his kingdom. And he is himself wanting to visit the village, the, the town of our heart, the village, the town of our life. And to paraphrase what he's talking about, individuals who find themselves on the outside knocking on the door, he himself is knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door of your heart and in mine. And so we have this incredible opportunity and it's pure gift. The whole thing is just, it's just, I, I keep saying this, is the whole thing is just a bloody mystery. And, and the thing is a gift, like it's just a gift. Receive the gift of the Lord's love and his mercy. And if he's asking us to move away from certain behaviors, certain dispositions, well, it's because he loves us and because he knows that we're better off without them. He is calling us to enter through the narrow gate, the narrow door. He is the door. I can't do it on my own, but by his grace, I certainly can. And so he's inviting us to cross over the threshold with our willingness, with our honesty, with our giving him permission to continue to mold us and shape us so we can make of ourselves an even more effective offering for his purpose. And if we ourselves, because of something we have done or have not done, feel as though we're still on the outside, we do knock. And we knock, and what it is is divine mercy and repentance that opens the door. Jesus opens the door, and he welcomes us to come across. Go through the door. He is the door. Come across and fall into my arms, the arms of his love he says uh, to us. So uh, let's make that our prayer here today. So Lord Jesus, we do thank you for uh, the gift of this new season in our life, this new time, this new opportunity, Lord Jesus, to, as uh, sisters and brothers in your name, as an online family, Lord, to continue to dive deeper into your scriptures, Lord, uh, 
We pray that in the weeks and the months ahead, that your will would be done, that you would be glorified, Lord, through this ministry. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of each person here today, Lord, watching or listening online. Lord, you know the various issues that we are carrying in our life. We want to surrender them over to you, Jesus. We ask that you, in a particular way, Lord Jesus, just minister to those who are carrying really heavy burdens in their life, whatever that might be. We also ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister to those who are far from you because of what they have done or have not done in their life. Help them, Lord Jesus, to open the doors of their heart as we open all of our hearts uh, to you, Jesus, today. We thank you, Jesus, that you indeed are the door. And we can, in all humility, enter through you, Jesus, understanding what you have already done for us, Lord. You have already opened the gates of heaven for each of us, Jesus, by your death and resurrection on the cross. Lord Jesus, we pray for a deeper grace of willingness that you would speak, Jesus, clearly to our hearts, to our lives, as to what your will is is for each of us. Help us to know that, Lord. Give us the grace to carry it out. Help us, Jesus, to be honest. Help us to appreciate, Lord Jesus, that you are not shy, you're not embarrassed, you're not scandalized by our lives, Lord. But when we come to you in all honesty, you continue your great work of purification, strengthening us, Lord Jesus, so that we can make of ourselves a offering to you. We just want to put ourselves, Lord, at your disposal. And you so rejoice, Lord Jesus. You so rejoice that when you visit the village, the town of our life, and when we open the gate, open the door, you call us to cross over, Lord. And so, Lord Jesus, we want to cross over the threshold into a new life of freedom. A new life of grace. And we're going to just fall into your arms, Jesus. The arms of your love. And we pray again, especially, Lord Jesus, for anyone who needs to have this experience, maybe even for the first time, that through this online ministry, Lord, their hearts, their lives would be transformed and changed. And Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Well, there you go. Good to see all of you again. I look forward to journeying with you over the next weeks and months. In the meantime, stay caffeinated. And remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. taste in my mustache. <laughs> oh boy.